Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Beacons Are Lit, a Lord of the Rings podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and today I'm joined by Matt Garen. Howdy ho. Stacey Lyons. What's up? And Kelly Conrad. Hey there. Yes, the Fellowship has joined here once again to discuss The Rings of Power, Season 1, Episode 7, the penultimate episode titled The Eye. No idea. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it may seem like I was leaving a dramatic pause or leaving room for you to speak, but I really forgot what I was doing next. <laughs> yeah, uh, I see that. I was just covering. I was just covering. <laughs> and what next uh, is uh, go to iTunes, rate and review. Let us know that you're listening. Go to Spotify and throw some stars up. And we had somebody, somebody do that. And we also had somebody email us. Once again, somebody who's, we'll say, you know what? I don't know that we've used this term on the podcast before. Let's say friend of the podcast, Emily R., uh, who has written before, Spotify listener, um, who has written about Spotify before, not being able to rate, leading to our online one podcast tutorial from Stacy on how to rate on Spotify. All of a YouTube channel, like smash that subscribe (laughs) button. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So from Emily, we have, hi, Mike and fellowship. I just watched Rings of Power, episode six, and cannot wait to hear your commentary on it. I was feeling pretty lackluster about the Southland storyline during most of the episode and really grossed out by the eye stabbing. Uh, but all of that was totally wiped away by the very ending. Wow. I can't stop thinking about it. I was not expecting the volcano to erupt in Mordor as we know it to begin forming so soon. Uh, the show doesn't give me the desire to rewatch like Lord of the Rings does, but maybe that will change. The end of episode six does give me hope. And I can't wait to see how the Harfoots react to the eruption. Anyway, I'm looking forward to tuning in soon. And thanks to Kelly or Stacy, I can't remember who, who explained how to rate on Spotify. Five out of five stars, Emily. Great. Great work. Stacey, you got a shout out. Emily, my girl, you are not wrong about any of the things that you just wrote. Julie, thank you, but... Sorry, she's never going to hear this after listening to our uh, underwhelming response to the volcano blowing up in last episode. She's <laughs> not listening to this podcast anymore. Uh, but if you are, Julie, thank you. That's so nice. Emily or Julie? I thought Emily. Emily. It is Emily. Emily. Why did I say Julie? I don't I'm know. not sure. Right. Who the heck is Julie, Matt? Julie, wow. if you are Sorry. out there, send us an email at beacons at xroadscomedy.com. And Julie, let us know what you think of the show. Thank you, Julie. Um, and thank you, Emily. Emily, it was such a well-written um, review. Very thoughtful. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. agree with. Yep. I agree with all that, as Mike would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that. All right. Uh, so, mm. first impressions, Matt. Uh, there's hope, guys. There's hope. I think. I don't know. I look. I'm giving it maybe more than than uh, than I need to. Maybe more than it deserves. But we got a new segment. I got a new segment pitch. Uh, it's called Guess Which Part Made Matt Tear Up. And that's game <gasps> we'll play this, this episode. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and that's great. I mean, it's not super hard to do, but it makes me, I'm like, okay, cool. This I'm invested in something in this show. Um, I'm going to guess right now that it was when it said Southlands and then got erased <laughs> and said Mordor. I do not even get me started. <laughs> do not even get me started on that. Kelly, first impression. That's not to say I'm not without my many complaints. <laughs> stand, but there is hope. There is delicious hope. Sure. Kelly, what do you got? Um, 
Keep it short. Keep it short. Um, mixed feelings. There were parts of this episode that I thought were really strong. Um, and then there were parts um, that were some of the worst things I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> so <laughs> mixed. Sounds sounds mixed. Super mixed. Stacy. <laughs> um, I I'm kind of leaning more towards, I guess I'm again, right in the middle of YouTube, but leaning towards more what Matt said. I've been so kind of negative and critical on this podcast. And even then when I'm watching, I'm having a good time. And I feel like I'm finding a a lot of meaning in it. And I just think it's one of those shows that kind of sneaks up on you a little bit. Um, Like even despite its flaws, like I am finding things to really enjoy, not in spite of myself, but like surprise I'm surprising myself with how I'm feeling and in particular I thought this episode was very heavy like just so Mm -hmm. much about it like there was a like a weight to it not just in content but like the smoke and the way people were moving and walking I just it felt it was like a slog not in a bad way sure um yeah I really enjoyed the episode do have issues with it. Uh, I thought the I thought it was visually very cool to look at, and after reading some things, a lot of that was natural uh, and set design and things like that. With I'm sure a healthy amount of uh, CGI thrown in for good measure. Uh, I thought the storylines starting to come together, like you see the volcano is reaching where the Southlands are, and different things where they're going to the you know edges of Gondor coming coming up so some things are happening um the people that have and if there is any if there's anybody that has not seen lord of the rings or read the books um you this maybe don't know no they might enjoy it more and be a little bit more on the edge of their seat like oh no poor azildor um yeah. but we know of course that and there's oh, certain characters have yeah. Oh no. What? Um, certain characters have plot armor throughout this throughout this show, uh, which I think they're doing a decent job of showing the journey of how we got there. Um, we've talked before on this podcast about the perils of prequel uh, and how, like, how do you make this interesting? We know how everything turns out, uh, and I've I've been saying that it's about the the journey. So I, I've enjoyed seeing the journey of. Galadriel getting to where she ends up and Azildor and Elendil and all these uh, people. Um, but yeah, overall, I enjoyed the the episode. That was a long way of, of saying that. All right. So let's go to the Harfoots. I think, Stacy, you were about to say something when I interrupted with those first impressions. <laughs> Take it away, Stacy. <laughs> Here I go. Here, here are my prepared remarks. I don't remember. I think I was just saying poof, because what a tough time for these Harfoots. I, when they showed up and the grove was burnt, and then again when they collected all these apples and they all caught yeah. on fire, and they're like they just were wailing. It was just so sad. Yeah, it's just like yeah. very a very sad time for these Harfoots. They were all out of the carts and buggies or whatever the, they are uh, at this point, right? Like nobody yeah. was in those things. No one's like I don't think burning anyone, alive. It was just like their harvest, their grove, yeah. the fruit of the loom. 
They're Hanes. I was going to say, isn't that a panty company? (laughs) I don't know. Had a lot of of fruit. Um, Yeah, it was like their harvest, like what they had trudged all this way for. They like they just one thing after another for them. You know, they just finally finally got there. They didn't think they would. I don't think they lost anyone, even though they almost did. And then this happens. That was the end destination. I kind of missed it. Go into the grove. I don't know. I think it's to collect and then continue their their journey. I don't know that that's the end of the of they, their journey. I thought it was like she explained it like in the summer we go here, in the fall we go here, and this was their season to be in the grove to collect all the fruit, like the apples, which kind of makes sense, like it's fall. And then mm-hmm. once they did that, then they would move to like their winter location. So like I have a feeling they spend like eight to twelve weeks in like okay. each place. Yeah, I think that's. That's fine. And they're clearly close by, um, although the volcanoes shot the lava rocks pretty, pretty damn far. Um, that's one issue that I had with this uh, with this episode. And now, OK. Not all volcanoes have the pyroclastic flow, uh, which is deadly poisonous gas, which would eviscerate pretty much anything in its its path biologically. Um I love addressing nope. the reality of volcano eruptions in a fantasy show. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, we don't, we don't have to, like, it's fine. <laughs> like, let's just, I, I'm going to, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, like for, for people that are actually concerned about this stuff, like forget it. You know, <laughs> yeah. For those of you who aren't volcanologists, Mike has got you covered. This is yeah. Mike's segment, how volcanoes work. <laughs> well, I'm here for volcanoes, it. Not all volcanoes have that. So mm-hmm. it's very easy for, for me to get over it. Um, but yeah. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more destruction from, from that. We saw a lot of smoke. We saw, um, a tunnel. I can't remember his name. Otto, Otto, uh, the oh, other soldier, the curly haired lad. Yeah. I can't remember the name. I was thinking it was like Oculus. What was his name? Something like that. <laughs> uh, but we saw him, but there was a lot of people there. Uh, and we'll get to a little bit more when we're talking about that storyline, but I still don't understand how so many people got separated. Like Galadriel and Theo, how did that happen? How did anybody win? Doing? How did anybody live through this? No one know. should that's have what, lived through this. Yeah. Well, uh, the, yeah. all volcanoes have the pyroclastic flow. Yeah, yeah, but still. Not all of them. Not all of them. So, But this the, one did. <laughs> I think it, might have. it might have. No, but, it, it absolutely did. That's what swept through the whole that's what swept through well um, it, it could also be that what makes up that particular um flow it, the pyroclastic flow is the deadly poisonous gases and everything this could have just been air and whatnot that was forced down and pushed pushed through if you are that the, uh, the close just physically that close to an exploding lava rock you would your skin would melt fantasy or real that's just how lava works fantasy where the rules are made up <laughs> This is the the rules. Rules of lava. Yeah. Well, here's the here's to Matt to Matt to your point. You brought it up twice, so I'm going to address it right here, right now. Uh, And that is, I can get over flying dragons, uh, any crawling dragons, magic, all of that shit. But there are certain things that they've made no attempt to talk about uh, in some fantasy shows uh, that geologically, which are to me universally understood things um so that's all is what i'm getting i'm getting at there uh is uh yeah if if something yeah, geologically I, comes up i'm gonna you're not wrong out. i suppose yeah. but. 
Thank you. I appreciate the suppose. You're not wrong. I, suppose. <laughs> no, I, I think it's, I think it's a valid point. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I'm trying to, for my own sake, in my own enjoyment of this show, get past a lot of basic flaws that I am that I have with. Oh, food, I've but, you know. swept a ton of shit, as you <laughs> all know, under the rug. <laughs> uh, to the point where under yeah. the rug is becoming its own Mount Doom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so I can totally get past that and enjoy it, even without the added thought of, eh, well, maybe this one didn't have it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm good to to move on. Uh, but yeah, so this area has been touched by the destruction, the eruption of, of Mount Doom. Only the trees <laughs> that Only they, what needed. they needed. Only yeah. what they needed have been touched. Um, yeah. I, I'm still so in for like the Harfoot and Stranger stuff for the most part. Mm-hmm. And this, and this, uh, the volcano landing on all their stuff really sparked an the idea. Things. That I, <laughs> It made me wish that this show up until this point was all Harfoots and Elrond and the dwarves, because I think the mystery of for the in putting myself in like the eyes of the Harfoots, like giving myself the Harfoots perspective of like, oh, this volcano eruption only happens when new evil er has arisen. The mystery of that from their perspective is more interesting than what I know is going on (laughs) over in the Southlands and with Galadriel. And Arondir, and I almost wish that the show up until this point was just the Harfoots and Elrond and Dwarves, because these are the most interesting and most Lord of the Ringsy vibey feeling plot lines I think that the show has to offer. Yeah. Um, and that slow crawl into then discovering what Galadriel's been up to, and we could do like a flashback episodes or something. Like, I don't know. I'm not trying to restructure. I guess I am trying to restructure the whole show because my basic problem with this show is that it's so poorly structured. And... Oh, it just started filming, so <laughs> you might have an impact. There might they might be listening, and we might see some of your suggestions, your notes in season two. Yeah, um, yeah never know, never know. Um, we had the cult folks, uh, the the cult of Sauron or the cult of Morgoth uh, show Morgoth show back up, uh, and they got powers. They are sorcerers in their own right. They have almost too many powers. I don't care. They two. It seems like they are too powerful. And I got to tell you, I don't love an enemy that is too strong. I don't like. I like to know I have a fighting chance. I don't like their look. And I don't like the performances that I'm seeing out of the main person who's just giving me mostly eyebrow acting, which is the worst villain kind of stuff. And yeah, and I just don't like the appearance of them. And I, they're, yeah, I don't know. That's that's all I have to say about them. <laughs> I hate them. Next. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> Next. Uh, yeah, I, I'm all right with their look. I'm all right with their, let me rephrase that. I can get past their look. I can get past them as characters. Um, I'm, I just want to, I want some answers. And we're going into the final episode and I hope that we get some answers to some of the things, to the at least teases of, of answers to the mysteries of this show. Because as you pointed out, like we know what's going on. We know the end result for some of these characters. It's nice to see the journey um, most of the time. Um, but I want to know what's who these people are. Are they followers of Morgoth? Are they immortal? 
beings that were around at that time like all all of these things um would be would be helpful to know like what do they want with the stranger because that's all we know about them right now is that they're we're actually we don't even know that so much as we're just this drawing that conclusion that hasn't been strictly stated Uh, why is nori talking to them honey yeah well she's trying to protect her friend uh, I forgot about that. That all right? I guess I'm not all in on the Harfoots because that was a really frustrating <laughs> decision where Nori just went out and spoke to them to misdirect. Yeah, yeah. that's mean, very. They, they went that ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very. I mean, I know that these are like our proto hobbits, but that's very unhobbit, right? Like to be so. But granted, she's like what the the proto Frodo or whatever. Oh, Frodo. Like, Frodo. She's the proto Frodo. So she's she's emboldened Mr. in some Frodo, way, but Frodo. yeah, that was, th- that was annoying. Throughout the window, a little bit of her character development that yeah, we've I been watching for the past sense. like nine episodes. Literally the moment before when she was like, I guess I'm nothing but a Harfoot. You were right all along, mom, or or whatever. Like she was like, you're right. I should have listened to you. And then it been, not listening to her parents. It would have just been more of a, a stronger character choice, like for how, the journey that she's been on specifically, if she saw them and then was like, I'm going after him, who's coming with me without yeah. talking to them. Yeah. Like that, that didn't was, need to happen. This totally. was okay. Uh, her going out was definitely okay with me. As Stacey said, I think it was in line with her growing character. Yes, there was the moment where she said, all right, fine. I guess I'm just a fucking hobbit. That's what I'll be. That's all I'm ever going to be is a hard foot, whatever. Um, and then she saw how much good that the stranger had done for their entire um, clan. Uh, and then was yeah. basically essentially, essentially kicked out. So she wanted to stand up for him. Have a little Samwise the Brave moment. Yeah, I yeah, think I'm, I think I'm just... with Stacey's like move of how she should have stood up for him. Like I'm I'm okay with that character turn, I guess, but more of like yeah, but like she just ran out and exposed everybody. Like, <laughs> like she just learned that some people have powers that she doesn't understand. So she should have just been like, oh shit, these people are after him. I'm gonna get my gang together. I'm gonna go after him and try to stay, use my harfoot sneakiness to get by these people and save my friend. But like she didn't need to try to do like a they went that away move. I don't know. It felt which I felt don't think right. they bought. I think they still went in the <laughs> right direction. Yeah, like clearly, clearly, you're trying to redirect us. Yeah, we know what's going. And he's saying that we're magical. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're over there, like sniffing leaves to know where this guy's going, and they're just going to be like, "Oh, but she said other way." All right. Um, Oh, and they picked some of her hair trash. What's that about? Oh yeah, they just took like an acorn. Kelly's favorite accessory in this trip. They're probably just like, what the fuck is in your hair? You have trash in your hair. <laughs> yeah. Turns around real fast. Hey, I'm just trying to help you. Just trying to <laughs> trying to help you out. But of course, it's got to say that all in eyebrows. Um, Kelly, have, yeah. have thus far, have we seen any of the worst moments in TV history that you've no. seen? No, no, no. Oh, I can't wait. But we've already brought it up. Uh, there is a fair amount of singing in this too. Hmm? More door. The pyroclastic flow. No, I was okay with the flow, and I do, I do think that was pyroclastic flow. I'm not I in would... Mike's school of it. Might not have been. <laughs> I can't believe this is my, the dividing line. Of my the school, my school of just wanting to get past it. <laughs> yeah. 
there's like, even if that wasn't technically pyroclastic flow, (laughs) the speed and the temperature would have killed them anyway. I I, I believe that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Volcano Twitter had erupted after this episode. There were, it was a strong divide. Stacey, we got to give you the hook on that one. All right. Um, I'll just see myself out. Yeah. The, what else is going on in this one? Yeah, a fair amount of singing from uh, from them throughout this, which, you know, all right, we get it. Um, Poppy, Poppy's always singing. Pop, yeah, Poppy was singing throughout that. Um, there was the moment which leads me to believe that in episode eight, uh, and we're recording this on Thursday, comes out in a few hours. I'm pretty sure, I'm going to stone cold lock it in here, right here, right now. We're going to see some ends. We're going to wow, see some Mike's ends. locked in. <clears throat> locked in. Coming. Episode nine. You heard it. Do you- Episode eight. So, Mike, may I ask, I don't mean to jump ahead, but do you think we're going to see Balrog in episode eight? I will save that for the Casa Doom discussion. Okay. But to, uh, okay. All right. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think we're going to. Um, all right. So other things within within this one. Yeah. Why I think the, the ends are coming is because they had that little discussion there uh, where Sadek was talking to one of the other ones that said, um, what's, he, what's he whispering? Oh, it's probably just like some tree stuff. Um, why? Trees can't talk. Oh, some can, though. Some can. Sadek's doing his Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> some can. I can't some do can. a Robert De Niro. A little bit. Some do a little bit. <laughs> Pretty good. They talk a little bit. Um, all right, let's move on. Unless you have more Harfoots. All right. Uh, so let's go to Casa I like Dune. I like the prediction. That's all I'll say. To Casa Dune. I think my uh, prediction's the opposite. I think no ends. Yes, Balrog. Yeah. The ends thing is what leads me to believe that. Um, well, actually, this is not. We didn't actually talk about this. They went after the stranger, uh, four of them, Sadek, the mom, dad, pop, or a few of them, Poppy and um, uh, Nori went after Poppy, and they ride said, or die. About, said something about going into that forest. Um, hmm. So between with those two things, one plus one equals ends, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Um, so yes, Casa Dune. Casa Dune. More like Kaza done with that Balrog waking up. Am I right, guys? <laughs> you are right, Stacy. I just thought of that one. I'm a fire. So tonight. to the Balrog points, um, I thought that was a little, I liked seeing it, but I thought the way in which it was done was a little ridiculous. Uh, the leaf? Like, are you yeah. talking about the leaf? People, is he a light sleeper? Was he up the whole time anyway? Is he just hanging out down Something there? New. He senses something Did he new. just clean his house? I thought the same thing. I'm like, leaves are the quietest thing you could have picked to fall down that shaft. Wait, why did you all think it was? <laughs> this is funny. Wait, why do you immediately assume that it's sound-based and that he's waking up from it? To me, it just felt like either A, just a way to cinematically reveal it, or B, Balrog did wake up but because he sensed something of good magic of elven magic or something like that which he wouldn't mm. have sensed in like thousands of years but so isn't isn't mithril elven magic it wasn't he surrounded by mithril wouldn't that have also been the same kind of vibe as that leaf 
which could be what's holding him down there. Not because the leaf dies without it. So maybe it's not like album magic, but maybe it's just like not, you know, stuff that hasn't been down in the, you know. Keep going, Matt. No, like nature. Like it's like fresh nature. We're talking about leaves. We're talking about nature. I don't know. It's something that he hasn't seen in thousands of years. Gaslighting Matt into thinking he's insane. But as a magical being. He got me with volcanoes. Well, I don't, I guess I'm more in Matt's um, train. Is that a saying? I'm more on Matt. I'm in Matt's train where like, I didn't necessarily, it just seemed like a a cheesy way to like reveal the Balrog. If it was sense-based and not like (laughs) touch-based, they could have done it so much better. It was so suddenly done. second theory though. First theory, which I think Kelly is on board with, is it's just a way to reveal the Balrogs down there. And really the two are unrelated, but the leaf is just a means to get us visually down into... Well, then they filmed it incorrectly. Sure. which the way they filmed it, it was like a leaf fell and he was like, this woke me up. So (laughs) it could have fallen and he could have like been in a slumber and been like... And then woken up, but he like immediately hopped to attention and it just felt like, oh, well, did we see I, him wake up or did we see him just appear from darkness? He, I, I, I think he appeared from darkness, I although I would have loved to up. have seen him woke up from a nap. Like, listen, that's what I saw. Stretching. That's what I saw. This is a great ending to that. <laughs> I saw what? him appear out of a dark, hazy fog. Wakes and- up. He's like, what time is it? <laughs> what, what is that? If he had a little floor. How long have I been out? <laughs> on his little fire hair? It's just a little <laughs> nightcap. <laughs> he's got a little nightgown on. He gives a little hmm, kind of hot. He has he's a robe like, made of fire. A book face down next to him. <laughs> he has All his right. eye mask like propped on his forehead. <laughs> to, be, to be clear, I 100% agree with the fact that this was a cheesy way to reveal the Balrog and I enjoyed it. But I don't think it's ridiculous or incorrect to say that the means with which they did that was a leaf falling uh and it very well could have been a disturbance to him whether that is like matt is saying a an elven magic sort of thing or like stacy is saying a sound-based sort of thing a leaf (laughs) disturbed anyone else hear that leaf drop (laughs) i mean actually that's actually not crazy in the sense that that down deep it is insanely quiet and you can't like if you're in like deep caves you can hear like the rocks are rumbling all the time all the time it sounded pretty quiet when we got down there oh my god no see i will say the balrog looked cool and i'm happy that it looked like the balrog from and what i'm saying is that this show is perfect (laughs) (laughs) i mean it doesn't seem like they changed the balrog really at all they really like kept the jackson balrog um I I feel like my issue with sound is that the Balrog itself makes Balrog. so much noise. So like like just him being on fire is very billowy and th- like it, it's just noisy. So I'm like I don't know what you hear down there. You're so yeah. loud. When his alarm goes off, yeah, yeah. it's gonna yeah. be. The fact that we even have to discuss what they meant by that scene means that it was badly yeah, done. It was like poorly yes, executed for sure. But I'm now all in. I want to see more Balrog. So yeah, I also think the average viewer probably doesn't think anything of it. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool, Balrog. We're, we're really probably cool. like, oh, cool, fire monsters. Probably more. <laughs> like, uh, we're just, this is just another. <laughs> oh, cool, fire giant. All having four wildly different opinions about the minutia of a show. <laughs> we all kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Uh, so other things within Casa Dune, the main uh, conflict in this storyline here is remains elves want Mithril, King Durin the third doesn't want to give it up. Uh, Durin the fourth is like, yeah, we gotta we gotta help him. Uh, and then Durin the third is like, no, we're not helping him. Don't you fucking dare. So then they go and start to help him anyway, uh, looking for it. And <clears throat> then they get busted. And Elrond gets Jazzy Jeffed out of uh, Casa Dune. Um, and then they have that moment where they, <coughs> excuse me, have that little mithril nugget, toss it over to the aforementioned controversial leaf. And it begins to come back to life, which forces, not forces, it prompts Disa and uh, Doran to grab Elrond, come back again, and then it leads to a big blow up with um, the Dorans. With Daddy Doran. Daddy Doran. Daddy Doran and, and Lord Father Daddy Doran. Yeah. There is so much daddy talk. So Dude. much father, so much father sense stuff. There which... is so, and I just, um, I, I was talking to um, someone about the show and they brought up, they're like, oh, a lot of daddy issues in this show. And I was like, holy shit, you're so right. There is so much father son content in this show. We talked about that a little bit when Elrond's like, if I could just like talk, fight with my dad, talk to my dad like one more time, but they went, heavy on it this episode yeah. with Duran saying the most like the proudest thing you can ever do is be worthy of wearing your father's name and then at the oh, end Lord. his dad makes him take it off and you're like this is just so again again heavy it's like a heavy moment yeah, nothing comes off so easy Super just like, easy. pull it right off and then just clanks on the ground it's like not yeah. like that permanent jewelry people are doing what now where they like welding again? things that, that didn't land on me because I didn't remember what the color I think it's was. just his like a nameplate. Like I'm I'm an heir. Oh okay. the, I'm the I'm we the heir to the kingdom wait, so more or less. That, we didn't see like the setup of that before in another episode. Just the line of so. him wearing my I wear my father's name or something. Okay. Yeah. Like that. I, I think. Thing. All right. Yeah. Uh so within I uh, I agree with others that have said it that this is one of my this favorite storylines, like favorite locations favorite locations to be but even this has its kind of annoyances um not not just the the um uh balrog but last episode they were all kind of lovey-dovey and this episode he's so quick to just be like you're not my son and kind of like stuff uh which is annoying so the same deal with the, the harfoots are all over the place with whether or not they give a shit about each other yeah um you know Everybody's single file. Nobody left behind whatever the hell they were <laughs> chanting. Think, uh, and then they're even in this one. Um, I can't where the hell is it? They said something. I think it was as they were going to leave. Like, yeah, we we stand by each other. Even the toughest of times were there. Like, no, you're not. You're literally not. You were going to leave the people that you're now going to follow. So it's just I, weird. I, I, have, I have more of a problem with it with the Harfoots okay. than I do with Daddy Duran and Son Duran. Because I just feel like father son i mean people fight and i just assume that they assume they'll make up at some point but like harfoots yeah. it's like a legit life or death but to I the think, back of the line i think maybe a recurring issue with the show <clears throat> in both those instances is like surrendering character development to to plot like and just being like oh 
we need to have Daddy Duran mad at Son Duran, so that he has to be super mad at him. But but also my problem with Daddy Duran is that like we've been given very little reason, in, at least in my memory, to understand why he's a great king to begin with, and like why him and Duran, Son Duran, have ever really been close or friends. Because it feels like we've only seen them really have head to head battles and. Daddy Duran seems like such a dickhead. Like just, and I'm just like, wait, why has this guy ever been good? And like, why, why was Dur- Prince Duran even like, you know, why is this the the first conflict that really feels like that they're they're like really having at a severe level? If he was this dick, big of a dickhead for a while, it seems like we would have had this conflict before, maybe. But I think it's the, uh, the rival. Just give me a reason more to have yes. a heart. With I wish we would have seen. I'm sorry. I wish we would have seen much more of that, but I think it is just the arrival of Elrond and his connection to Elrond, uh, Sundoran's connection to Elrond, that is now coming between them. It's this person that has come between him. He even invoked his mother's name, which set off his his dad. And he's it's making him, his dad, seem like he's choosing, and even says something like that, um, the elves over his own people, um, because he is insistent on the fact that if we keep, I'm telling you, I just got a very bad feeling about this. If we keep digging, something bad's going to happen. And he's like, no, nah, I want to dig, Dad. Well, he keeps yeah. his I mean, dad's dig. reasoning is like, I don't want to lose more men because we had already seen that rock slide. It just is like one of those things where it's like, why isn't he just like, if the elves want it, they can mine it. We're not going to mine it. I mean, I yeah. get that yeah. in the end of the day, like the Balrog would attack the dwarves regardless. But if it was just a matter of like, I don't want to lose men to rock slides. Just be like, look, if the elves want it, they can come get it. You can help them if you want. I, I thought that too, but then I was like, oh, wait, they live there though? Like this is their kingdom. It's true if like rocks start falling in like their <laughs> yeah. houses. It's yeah. true. It's true. It's true. I don't think his dad's wrong. I mean, like I, you obviously want to save an entire race and you want to be the people that do that yeah. and be selfless enough to do it. But like he is the king of this kingdom. He has the responsibility to protect it. What I like about this what I like about this like conflict so much though, um, this larger conflict with 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 Durin and Elrond and and Sun Durin and Elrond and the elves and the dwarves is that like everybody's Elrond. kind of right. It, everybody's kind of doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like 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 the friends are being friends to each other and the, the father is being more of a king than than a father and stuff. Um it's the it's the emotional Dur- daddy Durin sunder and stuff that falls a little bit short for me but the, the the larger conflict around the elves and the dwarves i was so interested invested in yeah and, um this yeah yeah daddy Doran issues and i do think that another reason this storyline is so um successful is because baby duran son duran is such a such an emotional character that mm-hmm. i think he um, is kind of the character that you relate to the most because he's yeah. so expressive. And yep. so he is like kind of the heart of the show in that way. Yeah, him and Nori, I was just going to say that, are the, the hearts. I, the hearts I think Elrond though too. Um, and I just, I think El, the Sunder and, and, and Elrond too are just giving like, I think the best performances in the show. Um, yeah. I, I watch these scenes and I'm like, 
I forget that I'm watching a show that I don't enjoy a lot of, but I'm just like, <laughs> I'm so in it. It feels like Lord of the Rings. I'm like astounded by the performances and invested in, in the dialogue exchange. And this, and this is up. the plot line where this is for the Matt got misty eyed segment. This is where it happened in, in this plot line here. Was it I, I feel daddy Duran and, and baby Duran turmoil? <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was Elrond and, um, uh, and, Baby Durin, um, their conversation when Baby Durin has yeah. to say help goodbye, you. sorry. And yeah, it's like we don't say goodbye, we say Nadaria or something. Oh like. yeah, that was a really, really wonderful yeah. moment. I was, like, I was like, oh, go towards goodness. Yeah. 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 That was really I, good I mean, I felt the same way about Disa and Durin. I feel like their Marie. chemistry is good. Right. She's so good. she's hitting all like the marks of like Criti- you know criticizing each other's parents like yeah, just like the passion and the energy that they have as like a married couple i just like so here for it well and it's the first couple that we're really seeing um interact at this level like all other partners i feel like we see is for like a fleeting moment yeah oh yeah or it's cool like to get that dynamic up or like not working together all yeah. the time like or you like, think they're dead yeah. <laughs> like galadriel <laughs> and Celeborn. Yeah. yeah. Talk about that. Talk about that. Um, yeah. So Disa is blaming the king for everything. Uh, it's not your fault. And he's like, well, whose fault is it? It's fucking dad's fault. Your dad's It's his fault. He's too old. He's set in his old ways. Um, he's going to leave your friend and his whole race out, out to dry. Um, not understanding one simple fact is that we are going to rule not just this mountain, but every fucking mountain within eyesight. And he just keeps forgetting that fact. Not, not so-and-so down the street, not, you know, someone next, next mountain over, not your brother, us. Don't forget that. Uh, and she's like really doing such a great job of like drilling and selling those, selling those lines and making me wonder like how this really does play out. Like we know that the Balrog is Doran's bane. I'm not positive which Doran. <laughs> it's probably Doran the uh, fourth, the son. Um but I, I'm still makes me like wonder what's going, what's going on here. It is great, great storyline. Um, Anytime yeah. there's a very strong um, like wife character, who's <clears throat> kind of heavily motivating the husband. I always think of that line in my big fat Greek wedding when the I think it's the mom who goes, the man is the head, but the woman is the neck and she can turn the head in any way she wants. And I'm like, Oh, you see that. Uh, like time and time again. We talking mm-hmm. Lady Macbeth? Is that what we're talking? Oh, about? Lady Macbeth was probably like the the very evil archetype of that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Of of that character, but but yeah, definitely Lady B- Lady M, Lady, Lady M. Mac. Now Lady Dees. Uh, now Lady Dees. Uh, much much other... chiller, less murdery. <laughs> Quick moments I enjoyed from this is uh, one was just mentioned, I believe. Um, but yeah, we don't say goodbye. We say in the Marie, uh, which is go toward goodness, which I kind of liked. Uh, and uh, th- which is the second line of good that I l- enjoyed from this line. The Harfoots actually had one. What good is living if we aren't like living good? Something along like those lines. Too. Yeah. Hey, it was like a get busy living. Get busy. Put that, put that yeah. on the pillow. <laughs> get busy living. What was dying. it, Mike? <laughs> if you ain't living good, why are you living good? What is it? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. That Just too. put that on a bumper sticker it. and you're ready Perfect. to go, Kelly. Um, oh, I really want you to repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You just um, <laughs> Was that it? 
if you're not, uh, what's the point of good living if you ain't living good i think that's 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 close. that's, that's, that's i don't i don't really like that at all but we just <laughs> it is what's the but good we'll, we'll let it there if we aren't living good is what it what it they is. say living good uh-huh. what's the good okay. of living if we aren't living good Okay, what's the good of living? It's whatever. It's accent that helps it, really. Got yeah. it. Oh, okay. So that was the that was it's, the um. It's whimsical. The endurance saying that I thought that was the Harfoot no. saying. No, that the was the Harfoots. Oh, it was. Matt yeah. doesn't know Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. This has come up time and time again. again. This comes up all the time. I did the accent, and it sounded better. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do it. So real quick, just to recap of, of, of this is Irish about the good quotes. Welcome to the good quotes uh, is what's the good of living if we aren't living good. And that is the Harfoots. That's one of the, I can't remember. Um, I think the name begins with a V, Vanya, Valia, something like that something. Uh, from the Harfoots. And then the good quotes from um, this is we don't say goodbye. Uh, we say in the Marie, which is go toward goodness from uh, Elrond and uh, Doran the fourth. Uh, and one other quick moment that I enjoyed from that storyline before we move on is when we do see that he tosses that um, uh, mithril dice over to the uh, to the leaf and it starts coming to life. Uh, and you see him like start to well up and you see them look at each other. He's like, <laughs> I was just happy the hypothesis was proven true before they started mining. Cause I was like, this is so much work on a hunch. Yeah. And I was glad that. Yeah. They, I, I was glad that for the visual. I liked the visual, but I kind of wish it was a decision based more on belief. I thought that would have been a more narrative, yeah. interesting choice. Yeah. That's I still fun. don't understand what's supposed to happen. Because Elrond's been carrying that around. Has he gotten like super healthy? I said the he's, same like, thing. I was like, Elrond is glowing right yeah. now. He's just yeah. up. That- he just got a new moisturizer. <laughs> yeah, they should have put a line in at the beginning, being like Elrond, being like, "Oh, I'm feeling stronger than ever this morning." And then he just keeps getting younger and younger until like episode <laughs> eight is a baby. <laughs> <laughs> he Benjamin Buttons. <laughs> I'm so into this actor though. Like, yeah, I'm. I just I told you guys in Slack he was in uh, Mindhunter. He's insanely good. I don't know who, the, I still don't even know his name, but I'm like, this guy and everything. Great. So I want to keep him at a distance and admire him greatly. Care enough to look anything up. <laughs> I don't want to like him too much. <laughs> I want to get don't, all infatuated. Don't meet your heroes, Matt. Yeah. Don't meet your heroes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to Google anybody anymore. Don't Google anybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Robert Aramayo is, is his name. Uh, so let's go to, excuse me, this, oh, geez. Hang on. Seltzer break. Let's go to the Southlands, uh, or shall I say Mordor, uh, where a lot, of, a lot is happening, but not really happening. It's basically all just aftermath. We already talked about the non-existent pyroclastic flow uh, slash huge debris flow that should have wiped everything out. Um, I want to skip to how Galadriel and Theo got separated from everybody else. First of all, I just want to say they're trudging through this Ashen land and nowhere has 
Theo been walking more like he has a shit in his pants than in this episode. I legitimately thought the volcano made him shit his pants. I cannot stand the way he just flops his body about. And I just had to say that for the record. Theo, did you I'm going to, based on Kelly's face and demeanor when we started this uh, segment, I'm just going to surrender my time to... to, So I yield, I yield the Florida. <laughs> oh, to me. No, no. I was just making that face to Mike. Just not accepting that it's a pyroclastic flow. <laughs> uh, what did I like, do? I opened up a can of work. I don't mind. I take my time. Back. No, you I gave said, it to me already, Matt. You gave to it to me. This. Here we I am. To... I have the time now. <laughs> you, no, you, this, <laughs> you brought this on yourself and me. <laughs> no, I was just like, you're like, ah, uh, you know, I pyroclastic flow, or it was a jumble of debris and heat and wind and dangerous chemicals. It's like just it's a pyroclastic flow. Uh, I yeah, I, I what it would normally do in real life, which is fine because <laughs> it's a fantasy, and they needed those characters to survive. I get it. I we also an episode that looks like the best action sequence in the movie Bloodshot, which. Maybe three people have seen with Vin Diesel that came out like three years oh, ago. Oh, I did. That was like one of the last movies released before uh, yeah, everything it, shut down. Yeah, I think I saw it in February of 2020, right before everything shut down. Yeah. The the Same. Uh, anyway, there's a scene in that that's all lit in red and uh, like fire extinguisher dust and stuff. It looks exactly, not exactly, but it looks very much like the volcano. I think if you look closer, you'll see Vin Diesel in this. <laughs> I did. Yeah, he's, he's, wand- he's wandering around and Gladriel's like, what's going on here? Yeah. I as, did- as mad as you guys are about this pyroclastic flow, will they or won't they? I am equally as mad at the at Theo this whole episode. Just I I just couldn't stand him. I but at the him. same time, like Matt, I didn't hate him as much as you hated him until this episode. At the same time, I think he brought out one of what I thought was the more interesting part of Galadriel. A hundred percent. I thought she was sh- yes. shining in this episode. Yeah. And it was like all because she was working off this nobody. But I'm like, she did a great job. So mm-hmm. I can't hate him. This I can't hate these scenes, it but I just couldn't stand Theo. All- Galadriel's good lines, I feel like. Yes. yes. Her dialogue, a lo- she had some really, really oh good God. dialogue in this like, episode. Tolkien, like Lord of the Rings shit, just yeah. about the nature of good and wisdom and being wise. And like delivered really, really well. Um, her demeanor fit, like her, yeah. just like that kind of like, I don't even know what it was. Well, whatever she's been acting this whole episode, it fit perfectly in this like ashen wasteland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, having being the one kind of responsible for bringing all of these people into this situation that they somehow knew about, but didn't know about um, is on her shoulders. So I think we're seeing her finally feel some humility and, um, I agree. I thought this was Galadriel's most dynamic episode yet, because up until this episode, she was like just angry, frustrated and mm-hmm. kind of seeing red. Yeah. yeah, it was a real interesting pairing. Um, so I, I do agree, Stacey, that it, it brought out a lot of great things from Galadriel that other characters paired with her probably would not have done. Um, the things about the, the dark thoughts Mm-hmm. Um, you saw her have plenty of dark thoughts in that last episode. She's like, I don't kill all you fucking orcs. Uh, and in this one, she's like, you gotta, you gotta 
let it let it go because yeah like i think kelly was just saying she was brought down a couple a couple pegs here uh and she has a lot of deaths now on her hands more more or less i mean it's, it, they all made yeah. adult decisions to um make the journey um so it's not a hundred percent on her but they came they did so at her request do not take the weight of the day on your shoulders you might find it difficult to put down i think it's oh yeah cool. i thought that was great Right. And her yeah. talking about her past, I just feel like she can do that with a kid more than she can do that with like a peer. It's just such a vulnerable thing to do. And, you know, the only other person she's really talked to in depth is like the queen and Halbrand and they're like mission related and yeah. like one upsmanship, but she can just kind of talk to Theo in a way that she can't really talk to anyone else. And just like that stuff about like her marriage didn't see that yeah. coming up in this episode. And I was really happy it did. Yeah. Uh, and Caliborn is dead in this, which I would put that in big quotes um, because Caliborn is her husband, which we see in Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy. So I don't think that's going to be the case. If they get back to Linden, maybe we're going to be a guess who's here, you know, kind of, kind of thing. But I think we'll see uh, Caliborn, some, he's been trapped somewhere. Something's going on with Caliborn, yeah. uh, which maybe they're writing into, uh, or maybe there's some something that they found in Tolkien's drawer that they're pulling on. Who knows? <clears throat> uh, so Valendil's trapped. Uh, Antamo. Antamo. Antamo is is dead. He's sad. <laughs> dead. Uh, the kid who was like, oh, I've seen enough of war. I'm going to stay and just uh, relax. And then and he was just like here. a simple guy. Antamo, just... Matt. Antamo. Antamo. Yeah, Antamo. <laughs> name we've definitely said for the Antamo. first time. Antamo. Antamo. Of course. Yeah. What a stupid, stupid name. I hope it's Antamo because Antamo. I think it's Antamo. I think it's Montana. If you're in Philly, you'd probably say Animo. You like Animo? Uh, Animo is pretty good. Oh, Animo is so good. My friend yeah. Animo, his dad's got a boat. <laughs> I saw I saw Animo on a clip at the where you make the order at Wawa, and it was <laughs> it made me want to watch this show. It's so good, <laughs> so good. Uh, so we have the Queen. It was predicted by her father Tar Plantier uh, that if she goes there. All she will see is darkness. And what do you know? She get, got it. She got two double darked. Uh, she got Mount Doom and then Mount little Mount Doom Blind. fires in her in her in her <laughs> eye. What, I, what I'm not sure of right now is because she had said when they're going through, she's like, hey, let me know when we're out of the smoke, would you guys? <laughs> and they're like, uh about I that. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they could uh, not have been more stunned. That was like. Yeah, the, you can that tell was, from Ellen Deal was more shocked at that than he was talking about is still there. He was yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like, uh, we can't proceed. So Let's she's go. blind, right? She's just blind. She yeah. had she had said, like, all I see is gray. And I thought, like, okay, maybe we're just rods and cones are messed up. <laughs> and she's just seeing a grayscale. Maybe her eyes will come back, maybe they won't. But I just want to say a blindfold is so much cooler than sunglasses. And if I were blind, I would want to wear a blindfold. Yeah, blind, cool blind choice. Feels like your super cool choice. It feels like you're really cool. Like you've got <laughs> powers. Yeah, yeah. That's how Daredevil started. Had that yeah. blindfold. Yep. 
And uh, oh, right. that combat character. What was that? Just me half-assing another reference to a Mortal Kombat character. Do we think that <laughs> blindness <laughs> happened at like? The, remember at the beginning of the episode, her and Sealed are like, or she's trapped, and Sealed saves her, or something like that. I couldn't yeah, really she tell gets what was fire going on. in the eyes. That's what she gets. She gets ash in the eye. Yeah, and yeah, Sealed saved her or some other people or something. What was going on with that? Uh, yeah, there were people trapped, uh, and they okay. went in to help people, and then she got out. Ash got the old ash in the eye, and. Zeldor got trapped. Uh, okay. And now Beric, his horse, who is Zeldor, or uh, Elendil, uh, sees, because we can always tell. This is a great idea. Mark that horse. Injure it somehow so we know. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> He's the horse. Uh, and Beric is there, and he, he's like, oh, is he Odor? We had so many fake-outs throughout this episode. Half of them were Bar- Bronwyn, uh, which we didn't even... I fucking don't uh, even care about her. Stop trying to make me care about her. Third time's smart. a charm, y'all. Next time she gets hurt, she's got to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't care less about Bronwyn. So, oh. uh, so um, Beric is kind of acting up. Elendil goes over and is like, hey, calm down. Remember that trick that I did last week? I'm going to do that now. But you're not listening. So what's up? Uh, and then Barrick, he's just like, all right, whatever. He just sets him free. So we, I would assume that Barrick is now on his way to to get a Sildor. He's g- yeah, he's gonna yeah. pull a Brago. It's giving Aragorn and Brago. what's his face Brago vibes, just 100%. like just like Galadriel and Theo were giving Hobbit under the tree stump with the ring wraiths vibes. Remember when they were like sniffing over? Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. world's worst ring wraith. There were a lot of moments in this where I was like, that's straight from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and it's yeah. referencing one of our biggest gripes of about the, the films. Aragorn being fake dead. Um, yeah. yeah. But also this made me so upset because Numenorians are apparently a ship people and they're also a horse people, right? Like they're really good at talking and communicating with horses. I feel like at this point in Numenorian history, there would have been stories about horses saving fallen soldiers, right? And horses knowing where their their masters are and being close in a in a culture that values horses to the degree that they do. And I just feel like we know what's up. One of these Numenorians should be like, let yeah. him go. Maybe Let's there's hope off. there. And and like just yeah, like you know I need a horse. I need to follow that horse. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's going to my possibly alive son. Yeah. yeah. And why would Elendil so quickly accept that his son is dead without searching the area? Yeah. Well, this sounds like a really great point and probably one that's uh, been discussed in another podcast or about another episode or about another movie. So I agree yeah. with you, Stacey. It's fine. We're just mm-hmm. talking inside jokes on a podcast. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so other things happening within this is uh, just kind of skipping to the uh, end of the Numenor stuff there. <clears throat> we have uh, the queen is blindfolded. She's up on the, the hill meditating or something. And Galadriel comes up and uh, no one, she, we have that line, no one kneels in Numenor. You are not in Numenor and you're not in Numenor and you're not in Numenor <laughs> and you're not in Numenor. Oh, Numenor. And it's all because of me. It's all because of me. I did this. Uh, and she says, well, probably true but guess what we're coming back baby <laughs> we will be back in the land was like fuck this fuck all this. right yeah can we take a, there yeah can we take a moment to just all acknowledge that Elendil is an ugly crier <laughs> he is an ugly crier 
and on okay and and i watched a um what's it called a breakdown of like how that moment you could say mirrored Theoden grieving his son. Um, but one was shot really, really well. And one was shot really, really stupid. Um, he, he on did. top I, of the I fact that Elendil is, is such a goofy crier. Remember yeah. the line where he says, where is my son? That's like exactly Theoden's line. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think that I, I brought this up on last week that we're going to find connections wherever the hell we want to find connections. I think there are just some things that I, as a, you know, movie viewer, whatever, um, would like to give them the credit that they're just doing something on their own and we're finding some connections. I think there's definitely the connection of the, um, Stacey, you just mentioned it. Oh, with the, um, Gladriel Theo, yeah, with the ring wraith, I think that's definitely like a a nod to the thing. And and last week with um, uh, her saying um, faster or whatever <laughs> to the in Elvish to the horse. Um, but I think there's just gonna be some. Hey, could you oh, I think I t- I disagree. I think they're throwing in Easter eggs. I think they are. I think some of it isn't. I think where is my son? I think that's intentional. Okay. I'm fine. Either way, if it is intentional. They're like, the guys writing this are like big nerds. And that's like what nerds do. And yeah. don't get well, me wrong. It's a, like, I think and it's a I little say that cheap, kindly. but it doesn't like bother me that much. <clears throat> um, and even in this specific c- circumstance, like somewhat relating it to Theoden, I'm more just focused on the fact that Elendil is a weird cr- crier <laughs> and it totally takes me out of that moment. And we know that Isildur is alive. So like away with that. Yeah. Kelly, I'm not annoyed I, either. I'm, and, say, I found his crying. Did, is this when you cried? <laughs> I, I, I think most like uh, like a real cry, a true cry, like my son is dead. Cry. It's not a good looking cry. That's okay. Like, yeah. I I agree. I agree. This one and was funny. Like guy, He's like one of the few characters I love, and so I just don't have any problems with how he cries. He he looked like did, this. Did they show him cry in the prologue of the the Lord of the Rings after he gets killed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they show they show him cry so we can see if it's a character trait that just picks back and forth. Yeah. Make a make a real solid call. Um yeah, so he's looking out and she's like, uh Elendil. Elendil <laughs> Earth to <laughs> Elendil. Elendil, you still there? I can't see. No, I can't no. see. It's rude not to answer. He is surrounded by this like Lilith Fair moment. Where it's like all these three women on top of a rock, and they're like, "Let's go to war." And he's like, "My son's dead." Galadriel's um, like, "He's I, nodding, Regent." Yeah, I, I kind of wish Elendil was like. I think it's annoying because we know a sealed door is is not dead. And 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 Elendil, this character that I've enjoyed, is now like being I, I don't know, I guess he's not making the wrong decision or whatever, but like it's just it's drama that we know is based on like a false premise because his son because we know his son to be alive. So it's like it just not super fulfilling to It'd be watch. hilarious if they really did kill off a seal during the show. <laughs> oh, hey. I would give yeah. the show so much props. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Such a strong that. move. I'm still fine with uh, with them doing that as part of the storyline because again we're seeing the the journey just because we don't we know how it ends for me at least um, I want to see like I want probably going to happen like eight more times with throughout the series is yeah. that they're going to be moments where they yeah. they want you to think that he's dead if you watch Better Call Saul there are moments throughout that where you weren't sure which characters that you know appear in Breaking Bad 
were quote unquote going to make it or be in the next episode or whatever. I um, think if are, you're going to have a Mount Doom eruption, you need to have a bigger death than a very, very minor character who's a friend of Isildur and the Queen's vision. Like you need to kill off a major character. This would have been an excellent moment mm. to kill off Bronwyn. Yeah. She has yeah. served her purpose in terms of rallying the troops to like at the watchtower. I don't know what Arondir is going to do. You could have killed off either of them or, Th- or Theo, but I have a feeling Theo is going to pop up as someone later. Yeah. You can't have your first major death be a kid. And I don't even like yeah. kids in movies and TV, but even I know that <laughs> Matt's like, nah, kill him. Wow. <laughs> they killed that one kid Easy. off screen. That's true. That's true. It- they did. Uh, don't like Theo. I, and I just think the, uh, I, I don't know what it is, but I think it may be the performance. I don't know that I'm like this performance. Mother. Like Theo. <laughs> I, love my mom. I, th- I think maybe there could be a world where I like Theo, but th- this guy's not giving it for me. So I don't know. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that Galadriel gave him his sword, her, her sword. Yeah. Like, what? No. I hated that. Hate Keep your sword, show. Galadriel. That he can't be trusted with weapon. Stop yeah. this weapon. Knock it off. <laughs> this, this little psycho would, kid gets no more weapons. Well, so guys, he didn't have she, a weapon. He had a key. It would be so <laughs> funny if she gave him her sword and then blood. she rides away and he unsheaths it and it's like that same hatchet <laughs> that from before. Wow. <laughs> Elven magic. Uh, all right. Plowing through here. Uh, so hurt. They are sailing Elven. away. And Arendir and Galadriel are uh, still there looking off. Uh, and Bronwyn is taking them to Pilargir, which in my reading slash watching is on the edge of Gondor. It's like a port city, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so we're kind of building into these uh, locations, although I don't believe that it's called Gondor at this time, because uh, I think Azildor is one of the fa- <coughs> excuse me, one of the founders of Gondor. Uh, we have uh, Galadriel going to Linden uh, to tell the news, basically say, I told you so uh, to everybody. Uh, and now Halbrand is alive and he's going too because he needs Elvish medicine, which I believe is could be another uh, Easter eggy kind of thing for the for the other ones. But also I can believe that they've said this from time to time in this in this world. Yeah. Um, How was he? He looked terrible. He was like on a deathbed. He He looked looked awful. So so bad. And then he's riding a horse in the next shot, which is like so hard. I was shocked. It's like number one wound care. These horses are really easy to ride. (laughs) They just like take off their galloping like like, a Cadillac. Smooth sailing. Spilling spilling out of him. What are we doing here? Um, The internet is back on. Halbrand being Sauron. Um, and that is because he is now headed to Linden, where these rings are being forged. And uh Sauron uh had an had another name and took took um helped uh Celebrimbor with the forging of the nine rings. Uh so there's pieces that are kind of coming together once again to kind of point to him being. Uh, Sauron. I'm still not sold on that. I still think that there's the possibility that the stranger is that person, and these people are looking for him to be like, remind him of who who he is. 
because um, I think I said very early on that just like when Gandalf came back, it took him a while, although we didn't, a lot of it happened off screen, him to remember who he was and what they called me. Oh, yeah, that's what they called me. Kinds Gandalf of, the Grey. Yeah. Um, probably, probably, so I, probably not. I'm that. just, I just want to, I hope we get some sort of answer in the next episode. That's kind of, I, I hadn't thought of that angle of the stream of those people being out to remind Sarn of, of who he was. And, and there's a, maybe there's an opportunity for the stranger who's Sarn to be good. He could have been Gandalf. And yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I don't hate that. This whole I, Halbrand thing. I don't care about though. So. I think Halbrand is probably going to be Sauron based on everything that people are saying you guys specifically and how into that idea everyone seems it to be i just hate it just but where hate. where they pointed where where strangers heading is that linden we know we don't know exactly where he's heading i don't know where the harfoots are yeah. in relation to the southlands kind of close because the volcano went off yeah yeah landed so i mean not super close but close enough that i pointed in the distance mm-hmm. it's like some mountains maybe i don't know could be linden I don't know. Hope we get some answers next episode. Hope it's a good finale. I would love to be stoked at the end yeah. of the next episode. I would love to be excited about it. He knocks on the door and then walks into Alron's place and they're like, Beth Randy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We've been waiting. We've been waiting for you. Um yeah. That'll that'll settle the, the matter for me, I think. And only that. If they if they call him Mithrandi. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the other goofy things that I uh, that happened are Halbrand going to Linden for Elvish medicine, but strength to the king, strength to the king, strength to the south. It's like you just <laughs> met him. Yeah. You don't even know if he's yeah. a good king. He's just a king that he immediately got says. cut down. Yeah, immediately. He's the only injured person there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like these people are desperate for any sort of hope, I guess. You know, they just went through a non-pyroclastic flow volcanic eruption. Matt, don't. All of their <laughs> they, they just they need some hope. Why not cheer for yeah. a kid? Could be goddamn Theo. <clears throat> cheer uh, for, cheer to the Southlands. Oh, but is it called the Southlands? All right, I don't let's know. just let's just get to Orc Daddy so we can spend <laughs> some time. Here we go. Now I'm going to see my right. time to kill him. <laughs> so we have the we go back to where the orcs are and they are all out. It's, it's daytime. And thanks to Mount Doom erupting, it is blocking out the sun. So they are able to get around. And he even says, like, hey, everybody, take off your tops, take off your bottoms yeah. and you can now run free. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this dragon skin I put on you in the last yeah. episode. Yeah. And they, they start screaming Lord of the Southlands or long live the Southlands, something like that. And he's like, ah, ah, ah. let's pan yeah. to the that, upper that, left part of the screen. <laughs> here. That land is no more. That name is dead. All right, then what shall we call it? Hmm? And uh, we, we do that pan and it says Southlands and then it's like, <laughs> it's literally <laughs> like someone's at the delete button. <laughs> delete, 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 delete. O-R-D-O-R. Mordor. That I, is one that I despised that move. Yeah. I That is the most, one of the most egregious choices <laughs> I've ever seen. And I've seen some terrible things. Hey, Kelly. We've had many 
different disagreements, opinions, th- disagreements. Yeah. Um, you and I fight constantly, constantly on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, and you love this show. <laughs> you will find no fight here. And it was stupid. It was how the stupidest thing. I literally, when the title came up of Southlands, I was like, holy shit, are they going to do a straight through and then hand right under? Mordor. Oh, just don't thing. just don't have any words. Just let it end with what should we call it then? Pan up to Mount Doom and end the episode. Here's it was the, so yeah. easy to not put words on the screen. Here's the better so idea. Easy. Don't write that into your shit. It's the dumbest shit to write into sh- into shit. All I can say <laughs> shit, is shit, shit, shit. the shittiest <laughs> fucking moment I've ever seen. Like d- solo. This is like why everybody hated solo because it's just filled with moments of. Ooh, what you what's your last name? I don't have a last name. Hmm. Han Solo. That's how you figured it. Like it's so dumb. Don't put these moments into scripts. No one needs a it. Movie, it's not good. A movie that is all of that stuff and more <laughs> is Bohemian Rhapsody. Is Uh-oh. all of that. What shall we call it, boss? Um, and then they it's at bottom the girls. <laughs> <laughs> My my another thing that bothers me aside from just how freaking tasteless that choice is, um, is the show in a lot of ways demands a lot from its audience. It's like, oh, if you want to get something out of this show, this show is based on source material. It's like you have yeah. to they 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 definitely cater to a demographic that knows a lot about Tolkien. So to assume that someone with like a quarter of a brain wouldn't connect those dots is like insulting. And I don't even throw that around freely like that. That to me is like, how, who is that for? Like what, yeah. what, why, who was that choice for? Or what yeah, was that it was, for? It was such a ha- unnecessary handhold. Yeah. In the next episode, like what, sh- what shall we call it? End it. Like Stacy said. Uh, and then in the next episode, introduce Mordor. Uh, yeah. introduce it through the map and then introduce it through the naturally through the dialogue. Oh, that would have been cool to see it on a map, like like how they would introduce stuff in Game of Thrones, and all of a sudden, like, oh, that's this place. Like, here we're going uh, here they, in this yeah, episode. If they did that on the map and uh, it, it said Southlands and then like burned and then revealed Mordor, I would have much preferred that over what they did here. Or actually, I would have preferred what shall we call it, boss. I don't know. I'll think of something. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a land, minute. Oh, that was off the top of my head. I'll I'll come back to that. <laughs> if, Fiery if land. Have to even acknowledge it. Truly, the most I want is for like one of the Numenorean soldiers to be like, uh, "The orcs aren't calling it Southlands anymore. Yeah. They call it Mordor now." And like, it's a throwaway line in a conversation <clears> about <throat> something completely different. And then, and then they're like, "Mordor? No, Mordor. Mordor. No, the Mordor. R's are very Mordor. hard." Okay, you say it. Okay. <laughs> How am I? No, saying? it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> I'm not right. It's wrong. It's, it's, wrong. it's your accent. Mordor. You just can't do it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we know that maps are very misused in this series thus far. And I would have been totally inconsistent. Yeah, underused. Yeah, so I would have been. I would have been fine with some map usage, but yeah, just the like. Uh, it was. It was painful i was like this this is the worst thing you've ever seen yes this was this was the worst thing this was the worst move in the show and lord knows there's been a bundle as matt as mike put it there's been been a a mount doom amount there's been a bundle (laughs) uh mount doom amount of things you've swept under the rug about this show um 
Yeah, this one, this is a big one to sweep under the rug. It was so stupid. I totally right. agree. And it was like, as Kelly said, it was, it was like extra stupid because of how, how many times we've had to make connections ourselves. And this is what they chose to, to just to spoon feed to the audience. And also because they didn't even need to rewrite anything. They didn't need to reshoot anything. All they needed to do was take the words off the screen. They just needed to do yeah. less. Yeah, yes. so if they keep making big dumb. Sometimes less like is this, more door. Sorry, <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. All I was gonna say is, if they keep making big dumb decisions like this, I might end up coming around to the show more. <laughs> more entertained by like really lean into this choice. dumb, huge, stupid swings. Maybe more entertaining to watch than the middle road that's been taken for most of this series. It's like Waldrake turning the key and letting loose a fart. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is what is happening? Well, I, I have some bad beans. <laughs> oh, father! I have one what should question. Should we call it? One question before we get to who win, who won the week, who lost the week, and that is, what is going to happen? What's going to happen in this finale? No flipping clue, Mike. Oh, I have not the slightest idea, aside from maybe a Balrog, which would annoy me <laughs> because it's like you just sneak in a Balrog and then just throw that in the finale. I don't know. I think that's clunky, especially when there's so much. We is awake. We have to see it. It woke up. <laughs> <laughs> was it sleeping we well remember that line yeah. in in lord of the rings it's like you yeah, know yeah. what they awoke uh-huh. Galadriel says that herself yeah, you guys. Be metaphorical couldn't could also it, know. it was a hundred percent hibernating i'm sure the information exists whether a balrog really sleeps um i think that the I think all the plot lines maybe going to come together here. Where I think the strange I think that maybe the stranger is in fact heading towards Linden and Halbrand, and we're all going to meet in Linden. From there, I have no idea. Uh, and Mordor, I I, I guess Sauron maybe gets the ring and goes back to Southlands, but I don't know. Then what's the ring? He, the Sauron himself makes the ring. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, he forges his own in secret. In secret. Right. In secret. Is Kelle really making all these other? I thought Kellebrimbor's whole thing was like he wanted the dwarves <laughs> to help him make a smith so that he could make rings. And we right. don't ever see the dwarves do that. So are Sorry, the rings are made? Make any more of these or is, am I going to make all of them? We, we, yeah. must, have, we must have a longer way to go before <laughs> the rings get made. Yeah, I don't think the rings have even been made yet. No. no for sure. We haven't even gotten to the forge. You're right. You're right. You're right. I don't know no, what's going to happen. In the, in the uh, Cimmerillion, I think it's in the Cimmerillion, they do, like I mentioned, they talk about Celebrimbor making the rings with some other elf. I can't remember. It begins with an A, <clears throat> not Arondir. Um, but they make them They make them together. And of course, that one other one is Sauron, who forges that one ring in secret. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're going to get rings of power within this first season of rings of power. Um I think we're lucky if we get Sauron at this point. We're not going to get Sauron. I think we're going to get Sauron. But the 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 like screen thing on Amazon Prime is a big image of 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 a silhouetted Sauron. So I'm like, oh, I guess we are going to get Sauron. The reason I think we're going to get Sauron <laughs> is cuz we cannot have another freaking season of Galadriel looking for Sauron. Like eventually we have to find him because that's not the show is was looking for him. The show has sure, to be yeah. dealing with him. I, we got to find him soon. Or Waiting we're gonna for get so bored. Yeah, exactly. Finding Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> Just Sauron keep swimming. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, so let's go to who lost the week. Matt. Uh, dang it. Who lost this week? Theo, because he is the worst. And I just, you just, you just hate him. That's the only reason. Like, because like, I was put on the spot. There's probably better, but when in doubt, go for Theo for my loser. Because it's fine. I like him yet. <laughs> you went first. If if the other one isn't taken, you can feel free to back it. Hit us in the back end there. It's not, uh, it's not like I don't know that this segment's coming. Could have thought ahead sooner. So you know. Um, I'm going to say Duran because he just seems like he's having a really tough time. And I have a feeling this fight with his dad is going to be like one of their last fights. You know, it's going to be like how he leaves things with his dad. And that's, he's an emotional guy. This is a tough, this that's is going to be tough. Sad. Very sad. My loser is the person or people <laughs> whose decision it was <laughs> to delete the Southlands and write Mordor. That's that's fair. That's fair. They're my um, loser. I have, a, and I'm have calling a them a loser despite your <laughs> clarification. <laughs> you, you can, you can. Um, for me, I I guess I'm going to go with Antamo for being the only Onta- person that died Ontamo. in the entire Antamo. Yeah, Antamo Bay. Um, for being the only person that died in the in the non-pyroclastic flow. Um, but there's also another loser, side loser, burning horse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah that was sad. Burning human. <laughs> They're like, yeah. what, what else can we light on fire on the set? <laughs> um, yeah. And who won the week for you, Kelly? Who's your winner? Orc Daddy, Adar. Adar. Um, Huge. Adar. He, he claimed these lands mm-hmm. for his orc babies. Yeah. And renamed them. And renamed it. Um, yeah, orc daddy all the way. Stacy. I don't know. Um, what, this was a, like I said, this was a tough episode. There was just a lot of sadness in it. I would say my winner just for their attitude uh, was Nori's dad who gave that rousing speech and kind of like picked everyone's spirits up. Like, I think those Harfoots were like down and out. And I think he was like, what are we doing, guys? We're Harfoots. I think I think he he changed the game for them, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Matt. Uh gotta go with um, the baby Durin, my boy the baby Durin, who Durin uh, you know stood up for his friend, stood up for what he believed in, stood up to his dickhead of a father, um, and to his kingdom and people's peril, but he made the right decision <laughs> in his heart, and that's all you can expect from somebody. Yeah. He went so the elves good. can take uh, a mithril bath. Yeah, still don't understand what the, what it is, but maybe we'll find out. Um, my winner is—I should have prepared a little bit more too. I'm going to go with, I think, Galadriel, um, because she survived, and that thing was coming right at her. Like she was in the she was in bullseye. She was basically wearing a big bullseye on her forehead uh, and this thing came right out and she just came up a little dusty. Uh, she she got Theo, uh, got him to, to safety. She got the word of the queen that Numenor will return. Um, Halbrand is still alive and alive and kicking. 
so she's going on a little mini solo trip with him. So. Mm-hmm. Little a little date. He needs oven medicine. And you're saying wink wink. Love medicine. <laughs> like, yeah. aren't you an elf, Galadriel? <laughs> Yeah. I, that's what are you one, gonna one give other quick thing that I don't like about this. I want to see more magic. I want to see more magic throughout this uh throughout this show. Um the only one that's really giving it to us is a stranger um doing some cool stuff throughout. Even more magic than it like that that turns out being Gandalf. Where is this shit in Lord of the Rings? Um <laughs> not that he can use the regrowth of trees to really fight the well, who else is able to do magic? In the show, Galadriel, Elrond, they can do um, magic. They have some elven, elven tricks. Yeah, um, and Galadriel. I mean, she's got, she's got skills, or maybe she doesn't have them at this point. Elven tricks, you know, like uh, juggling, yeah. close-up magic, yeah. sleight of hand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can take your nose. <laughs> sleight of hand. <laughs> uh, she can more magic. <laughs> Oh, is that a corner behind you here? Oh, dirty ears. That'll do it for season one, episode eight, titled The Eye. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Stacey. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.